It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Good. Now that you've received your invitation, join us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke. Tell a friend and welcome to the party. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. We've got our returning champion, Chris O'Connor. He's the owner of Liquid Nine Entertainment and uh, Investments, as well as he has interests in uh, Regal Whiskey and Office Works. We've got Ben Roberts. He is our bartender extraordinaire here at the Pendergast Club. We've got Austin Null, uh, new to the podcast today. He is a digital marketer. Uh, Justine Lavelle, she is a TV rep. And of course, the anonymous female. Because she doesn't want you to know her name. And today, episode 53 of the Law Party Podcast, uh, just give Siri a Pepsi. It worked on TV, right? <laughs> so, uh, as we do with every show, we want to start with our uh, RIPs, and uh, here's one that um, I didn't see coming, but I probably should have, because he was not a young man. Uh, Don Rickles uh, passed away um, this week, and so we want to send a RIP out to Don Rickles, of course, uh, anybody out there that's uh, younger in podcast land, you may not know Don Rickles, uh, but you, you should. should. He's definitely one of the kind of all-time kings of comedy. He definitely was not, I won't say necessarily the pioneer in, but he definitely was one of the finer purveyors of, uh, of insult comedy. He, he could, uh, he could, he could, he could insult you and roast you, uh, till the cows came home uh, and people still seem to want to hang out and have drinks with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, he could lay you out, too. Oh, man. He could <laughs> say some funny. brutal stuff to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. Uh, so my first question is, uh, and I will start... You know, I'll start with our new guest. Uh, so I'll start with Austin, uh, then Justine, and then I'll go around. Uh, the, I'll go around the table to our uh, returning champions. Our first question is: uh, If you could be any character in Star Wars, who would you be? Uh, I'm pretty partial to Obi Wan. I like Obi Wan Kenobi. He Which was one? actually decent in the prequels too. So yes, you know he was actually. like. Tolerable in the prequels, one of the few things about them that order, but you know, <laughs> he's just timeless. He, he spans it all throughout the, the saga. Yeah, so. yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Just say, well, <clears throat> when I was a kid, I wanted to be Princess Leia, but I think uh, Yoda's pretty cool. Okay, Yoda, you will be okay. <laughs> uh, Chris, I will go with old Obi Wan uh, for the simple reason that. Alec Guinness made more movie out of those movies than anybody else did because he worked for scale in exchange for 1% of the box office revenue and walked away richer than anybody but George Lucas. <laughs> and uh, didn't even want to do it. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like yes. but hey, it, it, it could blow up. Right? You know. Take a little too. He did very well. <laughs> 
and uh, it looks like he made a good decision. <laughs> His family thinks so. Hey, Ben? Uh, solo. Hi, Solo. Gotta be Solo, solo man. Yeah. Not Ben Solo. Uh, <laughs> not Ben Solo. Not Ben Solo. That guy's kind of whiny. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah not Ben Solo. Han Solo. He's got anger issues. Yes. <laughs> the anonymous finger? Probably um, like R two D two really. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, that's cool. No, that's I was gonna why. say that. I give you, I give you. Why? Because he like knows everything. Beeping, buzzing <laughs> all the time. Always breaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about it, and, and I think my default answer is always uh, Landau Calrissian. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm kind of, kind of. Was kind of feeling Mace Windu uh, mm-hmm. from the uh, from the prequels. Uh, That's legit. He actually, uh, if if you kind of follow any of the legend of Star Wars, he's actually a really powerful Jedi. Uh, and I personally uh, don't think he's dead. I think he was thrown <laughs> out of the window. But you know, were we talking about this? Well, yeah, not okay. not too long ago. I, I really I, last week maybe. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about every this week. week. Yeah, I think, yeah, really. <laughs> I think uh, Jedi seems to fall from great heights all the time and land on their feet like a cat, and I think that's what happened here. But that's just me. <laughs> oh, we were talking about that yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, can I ask you a quick question? Because you're yeah. about this, I know. Why in the Star Wars world do different things? The same thing can happen to two different people with very different outcomes. You can hit Ben Kenobi with a lightsaber and he disappears and it's like, woo! And then you can hit somebody else and it just cuts off an arm. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people can jump super far and they're fine. Other people can't. Yes. I never understood it. Like, it just seemed like a world with no rules. Well, it's, it's all about how far you've trained in the Force. Okay. So, by the time... Or the dark side. Or, or the dark side of the Force. But by the time Ben Kenobi, old Ben Kenobi, gets... Uh, hit with the lightsaber, he uh, has learned how to transcend his body and become a force ghost. Um, but in the prequels, when he's fighting, did you say a force ghost or a forest ghost? Force ghost. Okay, I was like, uh, forest. <laughs> I mean, I know they were in the forest at yeah, the end a, of the movie. Yeah, but, but it's a force ghost. Yeah, he just yes. wanted to live with the Ewoks. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, in the prequels, when Ben Kenobi fights uh, Anakin Skywalker, uh, uh, Anakin has not yet learned that part of the force. So, he just uh, gets limbs cut off and uh, burned to death by the lava. Yeah, which is kind of hilarious. That um, My favorite part of because he because he decide because he's turned to the dark side and the dark side is fueled by uh, pain and anger. He decides to live on the planet he basically died on. Mm-hmm. So that's why in um, in Rogue One. His castle is Hopefully on that. That's the same lava plant. Spoiler alert! Yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler alert for anybody out there podcasting who's not seen Rogue One. Yeah, Darth Vader's. And as a matter of fact, uh, if you have not seen Rogue One out there, uh, Darth Vader in Rogue One uh, is the reason you love Darth Vader so much. He is a complete and total badassery badass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was I. I 
when I would Star Vader just... would have been like that in every Star Wars. Oh, every single, yeah. It was worth the price of admission. Just yeah, just, yeah, just to yeah. see. He's supposed to be terrifying. Horrifying, terrifying. Well, that's why, Vader. now you know why in the in the 4, 5, and 6, when, you know, people shudder when they say yeah. his name, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was definitely the Kaiser Soze of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and of course, that is a, another movie reference out there. Uh, so, anybody out there listening, uh, I want you to do the Googles, uh, look for Kaiser Soze, and leave a comment and tell me what movie that was. And it's actually probably my favorite movie of all time that's not sci-fi. So, on to the next question. I in know, the party I know. Game. <laughs> on to our next question in the party game. Um, uh, if your life was a movie, who would play you? Really? <laughs> yeah, I say don't don't just say the most handsome dude in the world just because. Mine would be not. Oh, are you asking? No, no, no. We can go this. We can go around. The Mine other. would be, and not because of looks, just personality and uh, uh, goofiness is probably Julia Roberts. Okay, I can see that. Good. I can see that. All right. All right. Awesome. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, maybe like Ryan Gosling. That's what my <laughs> wife always says. So I don't know. I don't think I look anything right like Ryan Gosling for the record. I'm not saying that, but uh, that's what. It is. Maybe more <laughs> Ryan Reynolds if you were going on looks. What? Oh, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I'm talking about the, his look. I think yeah. more Gosling. I would think Gosling. I think so. Well, I like both of them. They're both cool. I mean, one was Deadpool and one got an Oscar. So, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, <laughs> equal in my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, Ryan Gosling and Crazy Stupid Love may be the all-time badass yeah. of all time. Yeah. Actually, really good. It's pretty good. Um, I get a young Dave Foley a lot. I don't know if you know Dave Foley is. Yeah. From News Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, Elijah Wood sometimes too. But. I can see the Elijah Woods. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I'm just house on that one. No, no, no. No, 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 no I really no, 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 know. I know who I'd want. Oh, well, who would you want to play? The new Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good She's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, why Galvin? Ah, she's actually a real life badass. Israel military trained. Yeah, she's strong, she, sexy. Uh, she, I'm assuming smart. She is a real life smart actress. Smart enough to be a super rich actress. <laughs> and so, get out of Israel. Yeah. 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 She's pretty good. They say smart, smart enough to say yes when they say, you want to play Wonder Woman? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> what about you, good uh, sir? If I had my pick of people, it would be Cary Grant, just because I think he's the classiest dude of all time. Ah, okay. Then that would require a lot of dressing up all the time. Uh, so I would probably say, when I was younger and had spikier hair and doing all that, it was always Val Kilmer. I always got Val Kilmer mm. all the time. I can, okay. I can see that. Yeah. See, I can see young Val Kilmer. Yes, I can. I'm okay with that. I, say, I can see that. He, he will break you. All right. <laughs> all right. So, here we go. We took a week off last week because we were celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Law Party Podcast, and uh, so we didn't do any uh, political talking. 
Is there a rule that the host doesn't answer that question? Uh, oh, um, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, uh, I, I wrote the question, <laughs> and, uh, and I actually did not think of an answer to the question. So, uh, just, just for shits and giggles, uh, I'll pose it back to the table. Who would play me <laughs> in a movie? Oh, definitely I'm like Sam Jackson. <laughs> I yep. could totally see that. Okay. I will give you that. I would give you a young Forrest Whitaker, who I thought was a baller and one of my favorite actors of all time. Mm-hmm. Love me to death. Whitaker's good. Um, yeah, Whitaker, I'll go with that. I can't think of anybody else. Any ideas over there? Well, I'm good with suggestions. I, uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think if there's anybody who's more you, you know? Uh, personality-wise. Oh, well, you guys don't see all sides of Mario. <laughs> I'm going to say Sam Jackson. Okay. <laughs> young, young, young Sam Jack. <laughs> young Samuel Jackson. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um, okay. I'm, 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 I'm more Sam, Sam Jack in the, in the goofy action movies than I am Sam, Sam Jack in Pulp Fiction. Although... I was Sam Jack in Pulp Fiction for Halloween uh, a few years back, and uh, and that shit was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. I'll show you pictures one of these days. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, here we go. First thing on my list, uh, Jared Kushner and his many roles in the Trump administration. Um, to tell you the truth, I'm not 100% sure why this is bothering me to the level that it bothers me that he's doing this damn much. Because, first of all, the list here... Okay. So, first, he is... Uh, he is actually uh, one, of the, one of the closest advisors to Trump. Um, he's kind of a shadow diplomat because he's being sent, you know, sent around the world mm-hmm. to talk to world leaders, but he's, he's not, he doesn't actually have a diplomatic title. He doesn't represent it. Yeah, and that, and, which is kind of, he's which is what I'm saying. He's doing stuff that the Secretary of State would normally be doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, he was charged with, uh, finding a way to broker peace in the Middle East. Uh, he's, that should be easy. He's been yeah. charged with... Yeah, no yeah, problem exactly. there. So he's been charged with um, reforming and uh, reinventing uh, um, our our government. Um, he's been charged with... Wait a minute. Uh, he's been charged with the uh, solving the opioid addiction problem. <laughs> and uh, he has been put in charge of the newly formed office of American innovation, uh, overseeing long-term projects um, uh, for uh, IT and um, and and other things of that just nature. So stupid. It I just mean, it just long-term. That's yeah. No, that's that's pretty critical. That's a, that's a massive. Game yeah, but long-term in in I mean, at the most, he's going to be there eight years. Yeah. At the most. Well, I mean, all presidents, all all administrations put forth long-term plans, and I'm okay with that. But most I, of them go to the wayside as soon as a new president comes in. Well, your first two to three years, you have almost no impact until you can get your policies in place, and they start to have an impact. And so they last past you probably mm-hmm. the next three years, too. True. So, I mean, I think that's it's 
It's not a stupid office. It just makes me wonder what the FCC is supposed to be doing. And, and, and which is uh, which is what I'm yeah, saying. Like some the of these seem like their other departments. Which, which I, find, I find the irony to be like I really want to examine every government body and cut down waste. So I'm going to duplicate an office we already have and put you in charge. Exactly. Exactly. I just I thought that was I didn't realize. I didn't realize until this year or until this election. That he was a Democrat and he uh, switched before, to Republican yeah. during the yeah, election. Well, Trump was a Democrat for reference, but a Democrat most of, most of the time. Which is that part of the issue with yeah? He was a Democrat. He was a Democrat until when did when was his first run? Was it the last uh, cycle that, or two no, cycles ago? No, it was ago? in early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. That he, yeah so yeah, but I say Trump was, a Dem- Trump was a Democrat until then. He, and he Kushner really, was a Democrat until, he, until I mean, this, pretty much until this Democrat cycle. Until he started doing the whole birther issue thing. If he could win as like, a Green Party. No, it was before that. He, he, he honestly doesn't care. He's just whatever party it is. It was, it was way before yeah. Obama. Yeah, it was during the W years. when, But... But Kushner, he was a Democrat until this cycle. Yeah, so. Wikipedia has him listed as a Democrat. And but, the office he holds now, it's called the uh, Office of American Innovation. Yeah, yeah. which is... Which was created uh, March 27th of 2017. <laughs> 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 yeah. And uh, under, no, under no legal authority of any kind. Uh, of yeah, any kind. Well, of and its purpose, apparently, is to... Uh, um, Eliminate federal bureaucracy. Right. By starting another government agency. It literally is oh, like me just finding an office somewhere. supposed to do something with the judges. <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> I need a plaque on my desk that says this is my office. Jesus. <laughs> the funny thing is, and I did feel a little bad for him because he's not completely unqualified. It's not that he's a dumb dude. It's just no. I don't understand why they're giving him these roles. Like they don't, the roles don't make sense for what he actually would be reasonably good at. Exactly, and that, that's bizarre to me. So they were talking about it over the weekend about how um, authoritarians they give jobs to family members to keep everything closed and. I think that's pretty normal of, of anybody who gets into high office. I mean, nepotism has been around forever. It has, but to been, this level? Yes, for sure. When? I, I will tell you, if you look at Chelsea Clinton's role with the Clinton Foundation, that's but, a but that's not government. You can say it's not. But that's not government. You can say it's not part of the government. Okay. It's not. How about uh, John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy? Now I will. No, I will give no, you that. Okay, I mean, we that might be the that. biggest example of nepotism of all time. I will. I will definitely give you yeah. the Kennedys. Um, that uh, well, and it's not just those two. I mean, you yeah, look at, I mean, judges, senators. <laughs> you appoint the people who are close to you, and you know. I, I think, think it it just... feels different though because like they had actual working government titles. Attorney General, that's pretty legit. I mean, you, Ivanka and Jared, neither they're the, his closest advisors, and neither one of them are government officials. They're, they're, neither one of them are they're, actual well, government uh, employees. Yeah, that's, that's what, what, what scares me. Yeah. Let me give you a different example then. And while they weren't uh, blood related, what about somebody like Dick Morris? But Clinton, who invented the entire political uh, strategy of triangulation, which made the Democrats so popular in the 90s, it just said, hey, why don't we take their ideas, meet in the middle, figure out what America really likes, and just co-opt their ideas? 
So you we're, know? I mean, I think I, this yeah, is what I you know. do. You take the people who are the closest to you, who are reasonably smart, and you keep them right there and go, okay, let's make it happen. And all of them tell Dick Morris got caught with hookers, and then they find <laughs> it. You know, I mean, that's, that's the way I went. I, okay, so maybe it just feels different because they weren't, none of them have been previously involved in any type of anything like this. Yeah, he's, he's, real, I mean, he's real estate. Yeah, well, they're, I mean, yeah, they're good at running companies. They're not good at creating government. But, but again, if you were, if you, I guess for yeah, I mean, were, that's basically what he's expecting them to do: create that's, that's a new exactly government. Right. I mean, that's what he wants. I mean, it's yeah. essentially you are tasked with reinventing government and making it run more efficiently, like a business. Instead of instead of all the bureaucracy that we have, which if you've ever had to deal with the government, it's a giant pain in the ass. It is. It's not that I'm opposed to the notion of it. I just find it stupid that they just created another office yeah, in the yeah, government yeah. to do it. I just yeah. think that's incredibly dumb. Mm-hmm. We already have these offices. Just put them in charge of one of us. Yeah, you know, that's fine. If you want to be ahead of the FCC, go for it. You know? Here's a fun factoid. Uh, Kushner made the most expensive single building property purchase for $1.8 billion in 2011, where he bought in Vornado Reality Trust as 50% equal partner for 666 Fifth Avenue. <laughs> wow. Fun fact out there. For yeah. those no, superstitious people. <laughs> Kushner's the devil. <laughs> He's yeah. also on the 13th floor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right, and his office is on the 13th floor. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, uh, d- yeah, just. Like you say, I I know historically nepotism is not unheard of, but it's just these these two bother me, I, and I think it really is because is Ivanka bothering this much? Yeah, she does actually. She actually bothers me more purely purely because, um, okay, the the reason Ivanka bothers me is because she's not actually a government employee. She 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 basically it's basically the longest bring a daughter to work day in the history of the world, and she doesn't actually work for the government. She has no actual government title. She doesn't draw a government salary, but she is the closest advisor to the president of the United States. That bothers me. Just on the same vein that, uh, like Bannon, who does have a title bothers me because like the, this is the closest inner circle to the to the commander in chief of the free world but they don't they're not accountable to the people in any way that bothers me i would say indirectly they are accountable they can, they don't have any ability to put anything in the well i mean if we if we somehow vote out trump tomorrow they all got to go well, so it's not like so they're out and they can't pass a law they can't do anything of the kind uh, and i do think Ivanka is both uh, super smart. I think she's far more liberal than the, your traditional Republicans, and has proven that during the election. I thought she did a reasonably good job being a surrogate during the election. Has been, especially for a Republican, has been fairly strong on women's rights, which is very rare for a Republican woman to do. They just generally are middle-aged housewives who want to just make sure abortion doesn't become legal. I think you know, so I'm like, you know, it's just I I don't necessarily mind it. I think they're both smart, and I also think I don't know anybody anybody who likes the government. Like I just don't know anybody. I don't, who she, she, what bothers so me about 
<laughs> I yes. mean, like, why not bring in somebody from a business perspective? But what bothers me about Ivanka is, <laughs> on more than one occasion, she said she wasn't going to do, she yeah. didn't want any part of it, wasn't going to be any part of it, and the, within two months, she's as deep in it as you can possibly get. I think that that, I think that that's just... It, she should have never said she wasn't going to. She really I mean, knowing her so. father. I'm willing to go Okay. All right. All she has to do is stand there. I get it. I get it. I you get just it. like. Yeah, okay. yeah. Reduce, reduce her down her looks. Yep, sure. Yep. That's what he did. And that's but. not to insult her. I actually do think she's very smart and accomplished and has done a lot of good business things, too. I mean, she's run a huge part of that organization and has done very well. So I'll give her some credit. She, she's I not think, a moron. Yeah, no, no. I don't think that either of them are morons. I will, I will give you that. It's just it, it bothers me that you know the only person who could actually fire them is is their dad. Like <laughs> that, that bothers me. Like, joke. yeah, that's I think what bothers. Now, me. Now, I think on the flip side, she probably knows him well enough to be able to like talk him off of the stupid ledge more often. I mean, I with her not being there, times. can you imagine the bullshit that would oh be yeah, know, even thinking. more so than now? So, I mean, there are pros and cons to it. I have an idea of things you should not to make grabbing in public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even, even down to, uh, I think even down, it's further down on my list, but I think even down to the uh, to Bannon being removed from National Security Council, I, I am pretty sure that's Ivanka and Jarek. I think probably, they probably have some say. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's well, them going. Dad, you, you know, you know what Bannon is to me. He's like that. He's that. Like you're a guy who probably could easily drink too much, and he's the guy that's. Non-stop ordering shots and then daring you to do shit. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 fuck that. Stand on your head. And you're like, yeah, I can do that. And I think they're like, Dad, he's an enabler. <laughs> like you should not listen to him. Like that's how I picture picture Bannon. And and, uh, and and I and I do think in that regard, they actually might be some good to have close because they may give him a buffer from from the complete idiots there. Listen, I'll, I will give them some credit to living up to their principles. I mean, she turned into a, a very orthodox Jew when they got married and they are very religious. Not that that's my thing because I actually normally would not like that. But I do like the fact that there's some principled matter involved yeah, yes. and they're not going to put up with a lot, of, a lot of bullshit even though it's that it'll be interesting to see where they draw a line yes you know because yeah. they do seem like reasonably principled people to a degree it's yeah. just I don't always agree with their principles you know it's just it'll be interesting no that's a good way of putting it say, but I don't always agree with their principles I'd rather have somebody with principles that I don't agree with than somebody who has no principles in the world which is you know I've been there before so yeah. <laughs> not having principles? It's just not always what you want to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I know we were, uh, I know we've talked about this uh, lo- uh, loosely before um, when when the last person had to recuse themselves. 
Uh, and, uh, and it seems as if um, the next domino has fallen in the recusals. Uh, Devin Nunez uh, had to recuse himself because he, too, uh, is a Republican that worked for the transition team that is heading the investigation there's still um, one of those guys the transition on the team. investigation team. There's still some Republicans from Texas. I don't remember his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's still, the tra- still one more. On the transition team, too. So, like, yeah. uh, why are you having people from your transition team? Why? Investigate the transition team. Transition. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, you don't think that's a conflict of interest? Right. Like, I you, agree. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah, you're right. That's, <laughs> yeah. and, and, that's, and that's the problem. No, they know it's a conflict of interest, but they're doing it anyway. Because they either think we won't notice or we don't care. Or we can't do anything about it, and the third is probably the most likely. Well, actually, I really, I, yeah. I think, me personally, that the fourth option is probably closer to the truth in that um, they absolutely know it's a conflict of interest, but um, they think the story will die down. They they think something else in the news cycle will come up, and people will kind of not not forget about it. But they won't be harping on it as hard so that they can just move forward and do what they do. I think, and, and I think um, Sands, uh, the next thing on the list, um, Trump uh, ordering the Syrian strike, Sands something that serious, um, all these things are just not going away for them. And I think that's... Well, they bring it up all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, but I think that people do want to know, like, okay, it, it seems that there are a vast number of connections to Russia, how and why, and the story is just not going away, and, you know, and yes, how is it possible that somebody from your transition team is heading the uh, committee to investigate your transition team? Like, that doesn't, like, and I think... Sans like like real world events happening, that like nobody's letting this just you know no dog is letting his bone go and 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 I think that's been the real problem for the Trump administration so far. It's not so much that you know people you know because you know people people will talk people will have their dissents, but I think these dissents actually have a little teeth and and nobody's letting them go. But I will say that uh, since the Syrian strike, that's what I've been hearing is is the Syrian strike, not connections to Russia this week. So, you know, which does bring me to the Syrian strike. And one, what do we think about it? Two, uh, do because Trump said he wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to get involved with Syria. Um, so it, and I am not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not. But this does feel. You know, you just you just taste something. And you don't know what you're tasting. But this tastes like distraction. <laughs> this this is what this tastes like. To me, it tastes like 1998. When all of a sudden you have Bill Clinton who gets busted. You know. Yeah, screwing a chick with a cigar in a closet, and then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, we're bombing Yugoslavia because they're committing horrible atrocities, which 
one of my favorite things about Democrats, they used to get on Republicans all the time for not going through the UN and getting sanctions and approvals and blah, 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 which we did both times in 91 and 2003. Yeah. If people recall, this was a NATO action, which mm-hmm. we don't need approval for, because mm-hmm. they knew Russia would have vetoed and said, no way now. Yeah. So it's, you gotta, you gotta be fair on both sides. That felt like a massive distraction. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it did. It did. Dude, who was basically doing what we knew he was doing for <laughs> years. Yeah, you know, it didn't go to the UN at all, and just got together with Tony Blair at the time and said, "Okay, let's make this happen." Yeah, you know, and they did. So uh, it's it's an interesting thing. I would say on the David Nunes thing, listen, he got in trouble for being a moron, and clearly he was incompetent and overstepped his bounds, and he's not Scooby Doo. He should have been. <laughs> But maybe that is the problem. Maybe we need more Scooby Doo than we want. Trump hasn't been wrong on everything. I no, mean, I won't what, say that. What he does is he tells partial truths that then, in a incredibly bombastic way, that then leads you to want to know more. Like they admitted, yeah, we actually did get some phone conversations inadvertently, which is completely illegal. You know, that is absolutely illegal by the Obama administration. Once you know you're interviewing an American, you have to turn that crap off. You have to, by law. And they said, well, I was just inadvertently caught up in the mix. and sorry. We apologize. Well, no. Then a whole bunch of people leaked it out. But they did it. And so he wasn't entirely wrong. It was the way he brought it out and right. said it as right. if somehow Barack Obama is sitting there going, man, I'm just going to nail you and an ex-president you don't do that to an ex-president yeah yeah exactly unless unless it's Nixon you don't do it to any president exactly you know you just let it go and I that I don't understand and if they had just shut their mouth for a while this whole thing would have already been done by now Uh, and then you have this stupid moron running around like sneaking in the White House and talking to people exactly and it's just dumb and no I don't think the Syrian strikes were a diversion I think they use chemical weapons and all of a sudden it's like you can't do that but the dumb thing about that is they're actually our biggest ally in fighting ISIS with Russia and all of a sudden so it makes no sense yeah, so you now pissed off Russia you say you're right you pissed off Syria and Russia and you're and still going to fix ISIS <laughs> no, it's, it's just so stupid hey what's going on podcasters let's acknowledge the good friends of the Law Party Podcast the majestic restaurant and Pendergast Club carrying on Kansas City's tradition of great food and great jazz, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. The J. Rieger Kansas City Distillery. Whiskey, gin, vodka. That is oh so good. And friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Bolin, managing to keep the podcast going. Apparently wealthy or not. Now onto our regularly scheduled program. I mean, it's well, so stupid. All well, there. and Absolutely. Iran and North Korea, and I mean, I don't know. No, at this point, Haley hasn't pissed well, off. What's really dumb about these bombings, as well, is what we spent like ninety million dollars on the missiles themselves. And I don't know if you've seen any footage of the damage yeah. of the airfield. I, I want to know how. I want to yeah. know how it, you blow up an airfield and don't blow up the air the. Uh, runway. Yeah, like, I'm like seriously. Yeah. Like there's 59 it's, it's, missiles. It's completely. And you usable. don't hit the runway. <laughs> well, <they'll, laughs> at all. What they would say is, and again, I don't know how they plan these things because Trump does not tell them where to 
Shoot. I mean, the, the, clearly, we have military commanders. 58 right. of the 59 hit whatever they were supposed to hit. The Russians had full warning. They were given hours worth of warning that we were doing this. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I think there's probably a little more of this story than anybody knows. Yeah. I think it's pretty stupid you don't blow up. Yeah, 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 I mean, okay. Yeah. okay. So, but, let, but let, I, don't, I don't know the whole thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't that's know what they're But I'm just for. like, when I saw that this morning, I'm like, how did. It's How are they still able to use the runway? But it's similar to when we would blow up milk factories in Iraq. And like, I can't believe you'd possibly do that. I'm like, well, if you really looked at it later, all the intelligence said that they were making chemical weapons in a milk factory. That's why mm-hmm. we blew up a milk factory. Exactly. Yeah, I, know. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. I have no idea why they targeted 58 missiles in one spot. They all hit their target and only one missed. That's pretty damn good. I still like. I love that about being an American. Like, yeah, damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just like I said. I just don't. I, that's the one question I have is just the okay. And the reason that the runways make so much sense to me why we didn't blow up a runway. Uh, uh, I'm originally from Chicago, as people out there in podcast land may know. Uh, our former mayor, uh, right after nine eleven deemed that the uh, we used to have a downtown airport that uh, you know Cessnas and private aircraft would land uh, and he deemed that uh, downtown Chicago was going to be a no fly zone so the airport actually was privately owned um, but uh, in the dead of night he sent uh, bulldozers uh, onto the airfield and chopped massive X's into the runways so that the uh, airport would not be usable anymore uh, and said, fuck you, sue me. Uh, in which case, uh, they tried. It didn't work. that Chicago. Right. And, uh, and uh, now it's Where's like an outdoor at? amphitheater. And uh, I think Erica Badu plays there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's lovely. So I don't, I just... So not hitting the runways seems weird to me when the mayor of Chicago could say hit the fucking runways yeah. and, and and it happens, you know. So obviously somebody wasn't I, thinking that the runways should be a target. I do wonder if it's a deal with the Russians that they just said, hey, listen, do whatever you want, make a point. We're okay with you making a point. Okay. Don't do this. We use these runways all the time too. We were on your now, side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I can see that. Sense. I can see that. Yeah. That would make sense. To I can see that. And really, I think that's what it boils down to. These bombings were. Let's make a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't. You can't gas for people. So we will. You know, we'll shoot some missiles and then we'll show you that we'll, yeah. we'll do it. We're right. We'll show you that we will do it. Yeah. We'll have a big fireworks explosion and then it'll be done with. Yeah. You know, but we won't do anything for real. Yeah. And that's what. That's what I kind of wonder what happened. And that hundred million dollars, though. I, <laughs> I do think it's interesting. Like, I thought this was kind of Trump's first, I guess, how we're, how we see him working when it comes to foreign affairs. Because they said that he watched the video of those right. kids and was just like, oh, at, days you know before they were like, oh, we're fine with Syria, we're not going to touch it, whatever. And then he watches the video and he's like, oh, this is this, this is, is bad. Is Let's so bomb them. Let's do something. <laughs> wait, it's like, well, wait, that's wait, a okay. complicated thing to now. do. You got yeah. a lot of people going now. Now, <laughs> brings me to my next point. <laughs> this is the reason that it bothers me that a man that has Twitter anger issues uh, has his hands on any button that can drop a bomb. Because if you get emotionally affected by everything, 
you're more than likely going to drop bombs yeah. about anything. <laughs> and, that, and that scares me. Well, because obviously. I don't like war. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and if there's a reason to go to war, uh, he's he seems bound to determine to create it. <laughs> whether or not whether or not there's an ember, he's fanning the shit out of it to make it a fire, or so it at least appears. Yeah, and I'm I'm not anti-war. I'm, I don't. I think it'd be moronic to say you're pro-war. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I guess that's I, a better I way to put it. I'm not anti-wars. Yeah, yeah, no. There have been a handful of good wars, and I also think again, didn't start a war, just literally just gave up a big fireworks explosion and said, "Here's don't fuck with us," because that's what he said he was going to do. Right, right, right. Um, and that's about it. And so I think probably, yeah, come on, it's Syria. They can't go to war with us. I mean, I they, can't, they can't lob a hand grenade outside of their own country. So you know, it's there's a lot of reasons to bomb Syria. They're not very good people, but yeah. well, it's just tricky no, though because. Obviously, Assad is a terrible dude that nobody sure. wants in power, but he's destroying ISIS. And so then we're like, oh, that's cool, but you're also a terrible person. Right. We, we do this all the time. kill you and them. Yeah. And we and do then this. No, I know, yeah. But it's yeah, America is, is lousy for getting in bed <laughs> with horrible people yeah. for good reasons at the time. Yeah. Sure. And then when the good reason is resolved... We're like, oh shit, you are horrible, yeah. <laughs> and then then we seek to remove you. you I'm know. just curious to see if Assad <laughs> does anything else to yeah. just kind of what can he do? Yeah, I mean, I mean honestly, kill more people. <laughs> it, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Russians <laughs> probably cut that shit out too. Yeah, no, the same way you have China going into North Korea and say, hey, stop lobbying these stupid freaking missiles off the coast because you're going to get the shit kicked out of you one day and we're going to back off because <laughs> actually our entire currency is floated on the American dollar, so cut it out. Right. You know, I mean, it is going to happen. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, baby bowl cut needs to stop. <laughs> He's baby bowl cut. I mean, yeah, he looks like a baby and he has a bowl <laughs> cut and it just, he needs to stop. It, 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 there's, there is... I don't care how many parades he has. Um, the problem is, you're parading the, your entire military strength. Like, all of it. <laughs> like every, everything you own is in that parade. Stop. <laughs> like, there's no way you can pick a fight with us. Or, or Russia. Or China. Uh, just stop. And, and I think, honestly, but with the Russia. changes in China, I think you're starting to see China back way the hell off in North Korea. Yeah. You know what? Maybe it won't be the worst thing as South Korea and North Korea United because South Korea seems to be pretty damn good at what they do. You yeah. Know? And uh, they certainly make excellent TVs. You know, <laughs> computers and such. <laughs> Maybe they'd actually be a pretty good trading partner for China. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if we became one in Korea, the days yeah. where you were trying to defend communism, great. But even China's backed off of a lot of communism. You know, they they know that they have to play in a in a global economy. So yeah. it'll be interesting. And North Korea offers nothing to a global economy. This is very true. Very true. I don't think they want to. Well, no one dude doesn't want to. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think the rest of the people even know that there's a globe outside of where they live. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, yeah. actually, they they get uh, subjected to to more propaganda than I think we think. Yeah, it's horrific. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's horrific. Well, no, what I mean is outside propaganda too. Oh, I think like de- people somewhere. who have defected from North Korea sure. have come and said, "Yeah, we we know, we just don't talk about it." Sure, because he'll kill us. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, that's probably true too. Yeah. 
Exactly. But man, I have one of the most alarming pictures in the world, and it's Google-centric if you want it, but the satellite night photo of North and South Korea. Yeah. Where South Korea is oh. lit up like a Christmas, Christmas tree, tree, and yeah. North Korea is... It's the Stone dark. Ages. Dark. <laughs> yeah. Dark. Wow. That is alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes it is. All right, so... Um, on a funnier note in real news, uh, Pepsi. <laughs> when good marketing goes wrong. So, <laughs> my personal thought on the whole Pepsi thing is uh, there were there were marketers and there were focus groups and uh, and all of the things separately trend well. Like, you know, uh, Kendall Jenner and uh, protests and you know, Black Lives Matter. Like, all of it trends well with the Pepsi audience. Here's where it goes wrong. <laughs> you put everything in the same commercial. Mm-hmm. And instead of Black Lives Matter, you make the protests uh, multicultural with a bunch of very attractive people and then bursting through the crowd, leaving a commercial set to do so. Kendall Jenner, with her bottle of Pepsi, to a very attractive young cop, and that saves the day. White saving what? the world. It's white saving the world when Pepsi had a time. I'm like, what? I'm like, first, let me say... I didn't even get a chance to see the whole commercial because they yanked it so fast. But just <laughs> what I did see and reading about just the ingredients. You know, it's like a good stew or good gumbo, but the, the ingredients didn't make soup or stew or gumbo. The ingredients were all good ingredients alone. They should not have ever been thrown into one pot. At least that's the way I, I look at it anyway. It was that. That was just, uh, just that was a colossal waste of money. Out. So they they did that with their in-house marketing yeah. team. They didn't have an outside agency do it. Oh and wow! Yeah, so it was I their that. it was their in-house content creation yep. like board or whoever. Yeah. Did it. So how which show which which shows you why you need diversity at those tables. Well, and I don't doubt that there was I don't even think some that's diversity. Well, I was gonna say I I'm sure there was some diversity, but not at the top. And you know you know that mid level person is not gonna be like, yo, this is kind of ignorant. We probably shouldn't do this. And then they're like, oh, I might get fired. Never mind. I'm gonna just keep making my check and let y'all run this dumb yeah. ad. But I say you having made commercials. I think <laughs> I, was I, interested I, to I honestly believe they thought this was them doing a commercial about Coke making the world sing together. You know the classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and said we that. Like, oh, it's people from all the world coming together and look at this, and you know we can all be one, and this is great, and yeah. blah blah blah. And it was horribly misguided, <laughs> far too recent. It was very fresh wounds that you don't address. Yeah. And it did it in such a specific way. Yeah. That yeah. That it yeah. just pissed and off they... everybody. Why not just do a nice global, hey, the world's coming together in a cool yeah. way. And, yeah. And, yeah. Like Coke did. Yeah, global, yeah, global <laughs> kumbaya. We yeah. like, yeah. you know, stuff that happened in the news last week. <laughs> That's too fresh. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you heard this, but they got Pepsi's actually in trouble because we heard it on the news. They actually oh, yeah. use the actual 
San Francisco. Um, oh, San Francisco. Uh, oh, police uniforms. Yeah, that's right. And well, didn't the, get the, the logo. Yeah, and didn't their get permission. Logo. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, just I'm stupid. just like that. Was oh, just no. Whoever that production company was is going to get their ass handed to them. But uh, I mean, it's just it, it's not that hard to make these types of things. There's been a lot of great global campaigns that celebrate diversity in yeah. a nice, positive way. I would say the dub commercials for women that oh, yeah. uh, redefine beauty in women. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. successful. This is just too stupid for words. I mean, this is just <laughs> dumb. This is somebody who thought they were doing that and were just very misguided. Yeah. Very, very well, I think misguided. to your point, like, there just wasn't that much diversity involved yeah. in the high levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and especially in the right way. And it's yeah. like they went to Ferguson and just decided to film a commercial there. I mean, that's a terrible idea. Nobody wants Pepsi right now in Ferguson. They won't yeah. even leave us alone. Yeah, leave us alone. Nobody actually <laughs> protesting is like, oh, I totally relate to this. This is what all of my protests that I was leaving were yeah. like. By yeah. the way, where's my Kickstarter, man? Kickstarter is not on the show. Oh, <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's too stupid. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I just, I could not believe that uh, that from storyboard to actual finished product, nobody said this. This doesn't seem right. <laughs> like this, 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 yeah. this, this feels wrong. Right? Did you see the Saturday Night Live? Yeah. It was great. I did. <laughs> it was it's like Beck Bennett, and he's like the creator and director of the commercial. Right. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, and they kept saying his yeah. singular vision. Yeah, yeah. and he like calls his sister. He's like, Yeah, so I've got this idea. And he explains it all. And, she, and he's like, Oh, what? Huh? Oh, really? You think? Okay. He's like, well, put someone else on the yeah, phone. Yeah, put your husband on. Put your husband on. The best part was the last one where he was, oh, you Put the black neighbor on the phone. Yeah, you have a black neighbor, right? And he goes, so the idea is about black. No. No? Yeah. No. Don't touch it. That's stupid. And then Kendall Jenner's walking, yeah, I'm about to do my Pepsi ad. He's like, and then she tells her friend, and she's like, it's cute, right? It's like, ah, damn it. I was like, this is a horrible idea. Who didn't catch this? That is one of the worst. That is one of the worst ideas in, in advertising industry. You got to yeah. be better than that. Yeah. And I having a, a it does fall on having an in-house production. Yeah. Having an incredibly privileged person handing an attractive police officer a soda to solve the world's problems. Right. Oh yeah. You uh, guys. I just think there's a CMO somewhere who said, "This is my, this is my yeah. vision. This is how I leave yeah. my mark." There was this. I, I was reading this article. Yeah, you left your mark, all right. This article from like Ad Age or Ad Week, yeah. and it was just interviews with different ad execs, and they were like, somebody somewhere was like, "Kendall Jenner, we need to just do something with Kendall Jenner, <laughs> and let's just do this." And then it's like everyone's. That is the, That is truly my feeling. Just from from hearing and seeing, you know, the little bit of it I did is just. There was a CMO who just wanted to leave his mark in advertising and maybe get a better job somewhere else and do all this and have the iconic commercial of the decade, and it just fucked up. <laughs> but nobody could say no. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know when your CMO is telling you what the hell to do, you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, just you know, just you know, commercial feels like to me. What's that movie? Uh, ben Affleck's movie. Oh, Jer- Jersey Girl. When he's a uh, he's a uh, He's a publicist, and uh, and so they're doing a they're doing a they're doing a junket at a Hard Rock Cafe for uh, 
for the for at the time the Fresh Prince because they were donating the house that's on the cover of the first Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince album to the Hard Rock Cafe, um, and they were like, "Well, he's doing movies now, you know, kick it up to the movie division," you know, because he just didn't want to do anything with it, and he was just like. He was, and they were like, no, no, no. He wants to keep his movie career and his film career separate. And he's like, yeah, like the Fresh Prince is ever going to have a movie career, whatever. <laughs> and so, so his personal life gets in turmoil. And then he goes and he, he winds up having to take his baby to the junket with him because he can't get a babysitter in the whole nine yards. He gets there, baby's in the back crying whole sea of reporters are like, hey, could you shut that baby up? And he finally just goes ballistic on the crowd. It's just like, shut up! It's the Fresh Prince. It's like, he, like nobody's going to remember who he is next year anyway. And then like, everybody's like, ooh. And then, of course, he could never get another job in advertising ever again. He winds up driving like a tractor for his local town in New Jersey or something. And also, all I could think is whoever this guy is, yeah. Is now driving the, the plow. Construction. <laughs> he did construction. Yes, yes. He worked for like the, the, the Department of City Works or something. Like it was just so. So I was like, I feel like whoever this is, I feel bad because I feel that this is where their career path is going now. Like he just made a horrible decision. Mm-hmm. He's he, got six weeks to let it die down, and then he quietly goes. Exactly. Exactly. Alright, so, uh, last but not least, under my uh, confirmations and allegations section, Gorsuch gets uh, his Senate confirmation after the Republicans use the nuclear option. So, I don't even want to be the first one to, uh, to, to, to talk about this, uh, but... So let's unpack this in two parts. First, what do we think about Gorsuch uh, getting com- getting confirmed? First, I, I I don't care. I think he's fine. I do so. I think he's cool. He'll be okay. I knew, yeah. If you just look at his resume, it's just he's, like I mean, he's good. He's he's, he's kind of like a Merrick Garland. Like he would have been cool, you know? What? They <laughs> <laughs> both would have been the exact same. I, I agree. Probably. And I, I think people forget how much of the time. The nominating party who puts the justice on the court, they end up switching very quickly uh, and don't vote that way at all. So it happens all the time. Yeah, I think once you get in that seat, uh, a different level of responsibility uh, falls on you. I tell you when I did like it was when Diane Feinstein challenged him to say, hey, give give me some examples of when you ever sided with the little guy of a corporation. She goes, just, just, you know, write it up and give it to me tomorrow. I'd love to see the list. She goes, no, I'll tell you right now. And just rattled and rattled it off. Faces yeah. on the spot. Yeah, that right. was That's, that was actually pretty impressive. That was actually pretty good, I thought. And so I'm like, okay, I can go with that. That was pretty impressive, actually. Uh, so it seems as if none of us are overly opposed to uh, Gorsuch. You um, just never know. Big, yeah, true. You just true. don't know. Uh, but. Uh, here's where my problem lies. Okay. The nuclear option. Well, so what what does that mean? What do they do? I wasn't so, paying attention. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's it's horrible. So really? uh, before before okay. uh, and, uh, through throughout uh, 
I won't say the entire history, uh, but up till up till now, uh, you had to have at least sixty votes to constitutionally correct. But that was a that was the rule. rule. They yeah. In fact, in the Constitution, they only have the right to advise and consent. They don't actually have the right to approve. To approve, approve. Yeah. Then over time, it became an issue where the Senate and with Congress, I guess, just took over. No, advising consent means that we get to approve. We get to approve. Not approve. Okay. And so then they set up rules that you had to have at least sixty votes to okay, to confirm. Um, what the Republicans were were finding is that they were that was not going to happen um, because the Democrats had <clears throat> the power of the filibuster. Uh, so they rewrote the rules mm. so that they could confirm this justice. They didn't rewrite them. What I would say is, if if you want to go back historically, the most of this stems from Supreme Court stuff stems from actually. Uh, the most famous Democrat of all time, FDR, trying to pack the Supreme Court with 13 justices to make sure that every law he wanted passed got passed. So then they had, no, 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 advising and means we get to approve with at least 60. Then it became this big deal. So it was, it's a, it's a weird amalgamation. It's not necessarily rewriting a law. It's going back to what an original Go, yeah. thing was. So now it's... It's never even original. Yeah. So now it's shit. so w- what they've done is they've re- re- they've removed that rule, and now it's right. simple majority. Yep. Okay. Uh, Which so, will bite them uh, in the ass until it gets time. rewritten again. Oh right. yeah. Until it's done. Well, didn't no uh, the Democrats used it in like 2009 to do like some uh, like appellate judges or something? It wasn't Supreme Court. They, they've done it several times. I mean, but, but, but yeah, it is. The thing that sticks out to me is I'm like, okay, so how, kind of like you said, it's not even in the original sure. document. So how much can we keep adding on, taking away? And then it just ultimately affects the party that thinks it's going to be good for it them. It always bites them in the ass the next time around, constantly. Always. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the next, as a matter of fact, I mean, the. Uh, the the filibuster rule is not only going to affect them when it's time for uh, another justice. Uh, anytime it's time to pass something, you've now changed the rule. And as long as uh, as long as whatever party is in control has a simple majority, they can ramp through whatever they want to ramp through, and sure. it will. Uh, yeah, it will, and and it won't be that long. It'll be the next election cycle. I really believe it'll flip, and then it'll be uh, the Democrats with the majority instead of uh, the Republicans, and they'll have the luxury of the simple majority rule. and uh, And and I would like to see uh, how it is reported. Then the hard part's going to be that you need to have control of both houses. And so, if you remember, like, for example, they filibustered forever during the civil rights, they filibustered forever during health care, they have filibustered so many times, it's just utterly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the first time we're seeing The last ever Congress really for this one was the least productive Congress and worked the least amount of hours and in I love history. That. I love that. And that's the way that I wish they would keep doing it. <laughs> I don't want them to do anything. Every time they do something, it just fucks up badly. Always, just do, just do less. Just, just don't right. pass laws. Right. That Stay is, that is Chris's de facto stance. <laughs> uh, 
less, not just less government, just less. Just do less, pass less. Talk, meet less. Just, I don't know, just don't do much. They get paid less? Honestly, be, <laughs> get paid less. be like Texas. Just show up every other year and go, okay, here we go. Well, this is how we operate. Here's here some things that we've been, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of kicking around. More vacation, though. <laughs> I mean, I get that in some sense, because, like, most things that happen that affect people happen at state and local levels. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. But a lot of funding can sometimes get... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that people are funded at a federal level that are exceptionally very rarely funded at a federal level. For example, everybody is always an issue about education every time it comes to a presidential election. Well, each state gets a 2% block grant. That's it. So really, it's all done at a state and local level, and you're just bitching about nothing. Abortion, really, if you look at it, is truly state laws. You know, in fact, the Supreme Court, if you read the ruling, just reverse it to the state, and that was bit. They said that you have the right, but the state's going to pass all the rules about how it goes. So stop asking about if abortion is legal or illegal. Go, go to your state and start lobbying to, to get these laws passed. You know, that's what needs to happen. People have no interest in local and state politics. They only care about the president because it's big news. When, in fact, what the Republicans have done exceptionally well is take over... Uh, state and local governments. Yeah. And this is why they get stuff done. This is this is the Democrats' biggest fault, and this is what I think they realized on this last one. Yeah. And they go, yeah, hey, yeah. we need some good state. And they used to have <coughs> phenomenal state party organizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were always left at crime bosses. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they kicked them out. I wish they would go back to being led by crime bosses. I love crime bosses, I mean, and I wish they should just go back to it. Hey, look, it'd be great. Look, I've, look, I've said before, and I'll say yeah. again. You know, being from Chicago, it's always been amazing to me. Uh, Chicago is a uh, super uber uh, Democratic stronghold. It will probably always be, uh, and uh, just about every uh, governor of Illinois winds up going to prison. But <laughs> it's done it. But <laughs> last five. But they, but, I, and, and I always used to joke about it, but it's so true. Um, they were all gangsters, but they really were gangsters for the state and for the city. They, you know, like like the mayor saying, you know, fuck you, sue me, and, like, and, and cutting huge X's in the runway at the private airport. Mm-hmm. He, like, he knew it was he was going to get sued for it, but he really, truly felt that having a working airport that you could fly over downtown airspace was a bad idea post 9-11. So he wasn't going to take the chance, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... I think more than that, too, I think the flip side of that, too, is that you always know how to get things done when there's weird corruption involved. It's just, who do I need to write a check to make this happen? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I like, told you the electricity Yeah, like, like, like your electricity. They told me they show up for electricity once <laughs> in our office. I called the guy out. I'm like, would a thousand bucks make this problem go away? He goes, well, no, we'll see. Within 15 minutes, electricity, <laughs> electricity was on, and you they pulled out a sharpie, wrote the correct address down, and, I gave and that was the end of that. Our credit above at the GB restaurant. We there you go. He takes his friends there, and I say hi, and we get along great. There you go. And, and, and unfortunately, or unfortunately, at least on a local level, that's how it works. I think the problem comes in when you get to the national level. You're not talking about a thousand dollars and and some vouchers to some local restaurants. You're 
you're, you know, you're talking about millions of dollars in contracts going to specific states or to specific companies. And but I think people forget that, uh, and again, I'll give you the classic example of the $700 hammer that everybody cites all the time. Yeah. And I guarantee you there's some shit-ass town in South Carolina that's manufacturing $700 hammers that without that money... Oh, the uh, town goes under, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that is... That. Ted Stevens, Bridge to Nowhere in Alaska, that everybody decides how many people are unemployed. Yeah. Thousands of people were working on that stupid road. And yeah, it went nowhere. But my God, they weren't doing anything but, anyway. Yeah, you're right. You but, but, but they had a Fine. job. Go, go build a road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if it goes anywhere. Yeah, but they had a job. So, and, I, and honestly, you know, I think if... I think if Obama did not have some of the obstructions that he had, you know, we probably would have had a few more bridges to nowhere. We probably would have had a few roads to nowhere. But um, I think the thing that people wanted most uh, putting Trump in office was, you know, they just want to work. And, you know, so, you know, you've got a dude who's really only good at you know, a very high high level of three card money, you know, telling you, you know, I can get your job back for you. Um, that sounds amazing to to somebody who's not working. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, if you're a slightly critical thinker, you know that uh, the coal industry is not coming back, and neither is the steel mills, neither are the, any of these manufacturing plants because. We can't do the job cheaper than, you know, friggin' Indonesia or, you know. Or a machine from that matter. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I would thought that would be great. I'd love to have more machines. But I think the biggest hypocrites in the entire world, and I think we're in a state full of them, are farmers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Religious farmers who do nothing but take federal subsidies to not plant crops love it kick back and oh, absolutely. vote Republican but boy they sure want a job you're so full of crap <laughs> we want less government yeah, yeah. Exactly. Other, than, government. other than the suffrage of government the rights of change yeah, exactly. the farm <laughs> government is really important so I forget all the world needs is Pepsi and farms <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, that's a great line. I think on that note, you found you found where we stopped. <laughs> and on that note, I'm gonna end this podcast where I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people.